T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Football Friday on the Fan. It's a man's game now. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. We have great expectations. The Fan. Now number two. Danny and Dusty with you. Uh, we've got World Cup going on. Uh... Karma, karma is a B, and it is striking the Argentinians right now. 2-0, they were leading, and uh, they put 10 minutes of stoppage time on the clock. And uh, in, I, I think, was it the 82nd minute, the uh, Netherlands got their first goal, so made it 2-1. They put 10 minutes of stoppage time on, and in the 101st minute... Basically all of it. The Netherlands scored. So they got, on top of this stoppage time, they had more stoppage time, and they ended up scoring. And karma is a B because uh, Argentina, you were talking about the Donnybrook that that, uh, happened. It it got dicey. There was a a tough uh, tackle. Is that what they call them? Yeah, it, it, it was definitely a tough tackle. There's yeah, no doubt about it. And then that. the by Argentina, and then the Argentinian player, and they're still going now. Yeah, they fired a rocket into the bench of the Netherlands. Like, I mean, it was a stone. Like he kicked the ball as hard as he could at the Netherlands bench, and now they're still shoving each other. No red cards, but they're shoving each other. Take that, Argentina. We're going to shout overtime? out the ref Extra here time? for like not giving a red card. I guess no. They should red card everyone. <laughs> Pull guys out of the stands. Yeah, I want five on five. I, I want, oh. I want, I want everybody out. I want five on five. Just red card them all. Half red field. card them all. Yeah, you, no, no, full, full field. field. Five on these just guys gassed. Just gas them. <laughs> I want to see uh, a half field, and you, you gotta, you gotta clear it out past the halfway point. <laughs> NBA rules. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta check it up. Oh man! All right, so that game's going into extra time. Uh, I've learned by oh. BT Doves, I hope my sister-in-law is not listening to this. Yeah. Uh, Croatia! Beat Brazil. Big Croatia guy right here. Big Croatia guy. Why are you hoping your sister's listening? Because uh, she's Brazilian. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and she may stab me if I say anything nice about Bra- or anything nice about Croatia today. Listen. I really hope she's not listening. To go out like that? Yeah. When you're probably, not probably, you were the favorite? Yeah. That's tough. This brutal. That's brutal, dude. Especially on the heels of 
you know, in Brazil when they got embarrassed by Germany. Yeah, Brazil really raided that thing today. Yeah, they did. They really yeah. raided it today. They really they they have their own Josh McDaniels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Josh McDaniel is is take he's taking a lot of heat. Um we were talking about coaching with uh you know, Chauncey Billups. Mm. Um and Josh McDaniel is getting a ton of heat for the the management <laughs> of that game. And it's apples to oranges when you're when you're talking basketball, basketball to football. football. Let me go ahead and say this because I had somebody say this to me on Twitter last night. Do you care about coaching in any sport? Yes, football. Why? Because they yep. have their hands on it, and it's a week long preparation to execute one singular game. That is very true. That is very true. And uh, clock management is wildly important in the game of football. And what you call literally every single play okay. matters. All right. Uh, the Raiders are the dumbest team I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I, I, like, that is the starting point of what happened in Thursday Night Football last night. The Rams come back, and they uh, win 17-16 to in what was an incredible comeback. And uh, Say what you want about Baker Mayfield. You don't have to like Baker Mayfield, and most it's people don't. a great story. It's a phenomenal story. It, what happened America last night, loves a comeback. Well, what happened last night is why we love sports. It's yes. exactly why we love sports. It's because Baker Mayfield has been kicked to the curb by two different teams. He was released on Monday. He clears waivers and on Tuesday signs with the, the Rams and flies across the country studying the playbook, not knowing what he's doing, and then gets not just in the game, plays the entire game. What uh, Wal- Walford got, what, one series in there? Mm-hmm. But he goes... 22 of 35 for 230 yards, a touchdown, and on the final drive of the game, goes 98 98 yards to win it. Like, that is a phenomenal story. (laughs) The Raiders are shameless. And to end it like this. Second and 10. Shotgun to Mayfield. Fires towards the end zone. Lofted pass. Caught by Jefferson. No way. Van Jefferson beats Sam Webb. And the Rams, with nine seconds to go, are an extra point away from stealing one from the Raiders. Gross. That was incredible. That is, it was absolutely stunning. With all of that said, oh my goodness, how stupid can you be, Las Vegas Raiders football team not josh mcdaniel let me count the ways the entire team because on that drive third down and two intercepted uh pass uh, by Harmon, pass interference okay that happens that's okay you hate to see it okay it's first down and 10 though and we're at a minute 30 baker mayfield gets sacked and i do not understand jerry tillery for everybody that is yelling josh mcdaniels josh mcdaniels no jerry tillery smacking the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hand as he is going to hand it to the official as the clock is running with a minute to go in this game. Dum-dum. And he's reaching out to the official to spot the ball. And Tillery, no. Smack the ball down. That is all-time stupid. Brain neutral. I cannot believe, like, when you, it's like something you don't believe. Like, you don't believe that you're seeing what you're seeing. I can actually it's easier for me to believe that than a guy grittying over a punt. Boy, you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. That I mean, and that's those two were just the final drive. <clears throat> okay. 
that allowed them to score and, and keep that drive. If you're behind the sticks and you've got a quarterback where I, I think in my heart of hearts, I believe this, like Mc, uh, McVeigh would give the play and just tell Baker Mayfield the wristband number. And then he would be like, you know, 49. And he'd go, if they're in, if they're in one, throw here. If they're in two, throw here. I, it, like in my heart of hearts, I believe that that is how that drive went. Because there's no other way to explain it. Because he went through, he was locking on guys right when he knew what the coverage was. Like that corner out that he hit, it was like Baker was on it. And to, in my brain, I'm just going, McVay had to have been telling him. Because there's no way he has a mastery of this offense yet or can do that. And he wasn't, you know, God tier by any stretch of the imagination on that drive or in that game. But it, it was really impressive to see him with no experience in that offense with those receivers to march the ball down the field on that the final two drives the final two drives if we're being honest because uh the stupidity actually was on that the the second to last scoring drive too where how on god's green earth do you jump off sides like they were getting ready to get the ball back they were going to get the it was fourth down in 3 and Clellan Farrell is offsides on a I, I don't know how you do that in that situation that being offsides is the last thing you don't need to block the punt you don't need to do anything you don't even need to get pressure on it just try and set up for the return man no just just get out of the way <laughs> and that kept the drive alive and they go down and score I, I mean it, Josh McDaniels has got to just be ripping his hair out because even when they're winning a game, they still find a way to lose it, man. And I understand. I understand. He is not a good head coach. <laughs> <laughs> there are problems within that locker room. Yeah. They are they are dysfunctional as hell, and Josh is not helping. No. That's no. really what this comes down to. Yeah. And, again, they are, they're the third or the fourth team ever in NFL history. And, and I mean the ever ever, not in like the modern era, Oof. the ever ever, to lose a game leading by thirteen or more points after halftime. Yeah, this is the fourth time uh, this they, season. They they blew it. They and, have blown three seventeen point halftime leads. And I in that game, the way that it was playing out, though, if you're up by two scores with Baker Mayfield and the way that the Rams were playing, that game was boring as hell until the comeback but, happened. Yeah. And then again, that's another yep. one-score loss for the Raiders. I think that's their seventh Ooh, of the year. They're the anti anti Vikings. Yes. Um, but there is the interception for Derek Carr. <laughs> what was he thinking at the end of the half? He's had a couple of those this year. Because you should get points there, and that changes dramatically how this game plays out. Um, but the flow of that game, I understand why McDaniel's just like, no, we're just going to try to run the ball and get out of here. The problem is you went three and out on, what was it, uh, three of your five drives in the game? In the second half? In the second half. Three of the five drives of the second half and if you were go, three and outs, an interception, and a field goal. And go <laughs> look at those drive summaries. What do they do? Run the ball. Hand it off, hand it off, hand it off. They got Gosh. so conservative in that game. Man. Devontae Adams didn't have a catch in the second half. Yeah. After having one hell of a catch against Ramsey. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, hand over the, his 
face shield, can't see the ball one-handed. My goodness. I'd, I, like receivers right now, they're on a completely different level. They're freaks. It's incredible to see. What they do. How many how many of those spectacular catches we have regularly weekly every week we get we get one like and you can talk about the gloves the technology stuff like that that no, it, it plays good, a, man it plays a part in it and like the Jefferson one the one handed being able to pull that down that was wild that's being able to stop the ball with one hand but <sighs> the dexterity the flexibility the body coordination everything that's required to make that happen these guys are freaks. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible to watch. I mean, we've we've never seen receiver position play at this high of a level, and you're seeing their importance week in and week out. And that's why we're we're seeing like high draft picks now. Wide receivers are are commonplace, and the position's going to get nothing but better, man. I don't know if you've been watching these guys in college, but they got some dudes on the way. I wonder if Kale Wambacher, if he's looking at football, he's like mm. play wide receiver guys. <laughs> Yeah, just like you can hit a fastball, uh, <laughs> go ahead and uh, run a four four. Yeah, you know if, you, if, you've, if you've got this ability, if you've got hands like dinner plates, and you can run a four four, oh. play wide receiver because they can't hit you anymore. No, it, it was that game was fun at the end. I feel I'm happy for Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield is not back; he'll crash back down to earth. But I think Sean McVay is a good fit for him, though. Uh, just because if Stafford is going to hang it up, which there's been more than slight rumors. It does sound like he might hang it up. Yeah, his neck is. Not That's the thing. As soon as you start, what, what Stafford's what thirty four? Uh yeah, thirty four, thirty five, somewhere right around there. When you start talking about neck at that age, yeah, pack it up, go, yeah. get out while you can. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty is the fan text line. Um, I'm not even mad about that game. I'm not even mad. It, it it was so obscene. Yeah, like what what do you do? You just, Nothing. I mean, they they raidered it up. Like, the charging is a thing. So is raidering. Raidering is. No, it's a, definitely a thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. Um, okay, 503-250-1080. That is a fan text line. Uh, your thoughts, always welcome. Heisman Trophy going to be dished out this weekend. Uh, something really cool is, is happening in New York City, a- along with the Heisman Trophy presentation. Um, but does the Heisman mean as much anymore? Mm. Danny Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Alien A Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. I can't believe it myself. 
right, they're going to give uh, Caleb Williams the Heisman Trophy tomorrow. <laughs> hey he did win the Walter Camp and the AP Player of the Year and the CBS All American of the Year. The he's Maxwell pretty, Award. Maxwell Award. He's uh, he's sweeping them. I just like the Heisman Trophy. I, I know that this said a lot, but I, it just doesn't mean as much as it used to. I can tell you right now, when you and I were kids growing up, it was, it was a big, big, big deal. deal. Ninety-seven Woodson, yeah. Leaf, Manning, yeah. Moss. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean. Uh, 04, 05, when you had uh, USC sending Leinert and Bush, yeah, which is two dudes from the same team at that point in time, was unheard of. Yeah, like you had these stories around the Heisman Trophy every year, and then you mentioned the the second they went away from Indomitian Sue and his dominant season at Nebraska, it was like oh. Yeah, it just kind of lost its steam. Because all it is, it just goes to a quarterback now. Yeah. Like, it it just goes to a quarterback, and, like, they don't even – or an Alabama running back. But that's – that the most outstanding player in college football, that's not it. Like, Jalen Carter – they didn't even send the best player from Georgia. No. Jalen Carter should be there instead of Stetson Bennett. And there's a, a, a ton of people that are upset that Stetson Bennett's there. Dude, all he's done is win, yeah. and he gets zero credit and zero recognition. I'm fine with him being being there if you're just going to give him a little bit of credit for what he's done because it, it, what Georgia is doing is absolutely incredible. They're steamrolling teams, and it's like, yeah, they're doing it with Stetson Bennett. My God, he's not going to win. Who cares? No. Were you surprised Knicks didn't make the top ten? Uh, I, was, I, was no. little, I was a little surprised. No, I because... The loss to Washington happened so early, you know, that if like Hendon Hooker not being there, I think that sucks for him because Because he had an incredible year and he tore his ACL. I mean, he could have, he really could have won it. Doesn't mean that he's any less of a player. And then Blake Corum not being there, he got hurt too. Um, Penix snuck into the top 10. Yeah. And Michael Penix Jr., like UW fans are, are upset that Penix didn't get invited, but he wasn't on that level. No, I mean he was great. His numbers were yeah. His numbers were outstanding, but he didn't have signature wins no. and signature moments over the course of the year that that said that was a Heisman. Mm-hmm. Like Max Duggan, he had those moments. Even uh, in the, even in the Big Twelve championship game, he, he was looking like he was going to have some more. Yeah, he took that game over, mm-hmm. and it, they didn't lose because of Max mm-hmm. Duggan. He had those that run down the sideline, and then barreling into the end zone uh, a play later, and being on all fours, just gassed. Like that w- that mm-hmm. will be on the reel that we 100%. see this weekend. But the fact that you don't have like you mentioned it when you know Charles Woodson. Randy Moss were there with yeah. with Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning. All we have is just quarterbacks yeah. now. And and anytime somebody a non quarterback gets uh, invited, we, we know they're not going to win. win. These, how much of that is shifting away because of the quarterback value and just how hard it is to play defense in football now? Um. I think well, I think a lot of it is the voting pool. <laughs> I think that probably I think matters. the voting pool is more they're they're just like, Oh yeah, the quarterback. No, no, no. You watch dominant players and 
like offense means more than anything. Quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. We know that. But this is the most outstanding player in football. And I'll go back to uh, Jalen Carter was an absolute freak of nature this year. And I, I thought that it was also a huge miss. Uh, what was the Christian McCaffrey year? Like Toby Gearhart and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it was 2014. Not winning the Heisman Trophy is ridiculous because those guys were absolutely dominant in every single way. And they're just not good enough, apparently. Um, so, yeah, the Heisman is just kind of, they're going to give it out this weekend, and I'm not really going to care. I mean, you've had years. Baker Mayfield at, at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? That was the year that you had uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and Ed Oliver. Yeah. Who were just... Yeah. destroying college football. Mm-hmm. And they weren't even close. Yeah. They, they, like, nobody cared. I was trying to think of what year it was. I, was, I, it was, I knew it was a Lincoln-Riley year. <laughs> but just looking at that, going back to those teams, like you can make a case that three of the top five players in college football that year, because you can add Derwin James into that, yeah. were defensive players. And nobody cared. <laughs> Not a single Nobody person cared. cared. <laughs> Baker, Heisman, quarterback, crazy. Oklahoma. Like uh, like this text says, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey broke Barry Sanders' record for Pete's sake. <laughs> for yards from scrimmage, yeah. It's just like a, a record that How we never that? that we I... never thought would be broken. Now, it, 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 that was Derrick Henry's year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry, very good running back. Yes. The best player in college football was Christian, was McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and wasn't close. No, and that—that's what bothers me about the we, Heisman. Now you they, just—they need to give it to a defensive player for goodness' sake. They just and, needed to look at it and uh, again. It's Caleb this year, but you watch Caleb Williams, regardless of being a quarterback. When you watch Caleb Williams play, what do you say out loud? Holy s! Yeah, there's something different when you watch Christian McCaffrey. Holy s! I also think that there, though it's a there's a lot of uh, like Joe Burrow when he when he played it was is same kind of deal, yeah. but there is a difference of like, and Caleb Williams doing something really cool. All eight linemen, Active Water is paying for all eight of his linemen to be flown out to New mm-hmm. York for it. Shout out the NIL deals. Yeah, NIL really cool, doing good things. Mm-hmm. But like this texture points out, like you know. Caleb Williams is also throwing to the number one receiver in college football. Mm-hmm. And I had Travis Dye, one of the better receiving backs in all of college mm-hmm. football on yeah, his team. Had two, was, two NFL linemen in front of him. Yeah, and was yeah. in a scheme that is puts up ridiculous numbers. And gets a guys coach that trophy. generates Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. Yeah, and so, I mean, that is, there there is an element of that too, but it doesn't make what he's done any less impressive this year. He has been... Really stinking good. I would just like to see the best players in college football there for once. Yes, and no. so we could have that conversation of like, hey, you know what? Jalen Carter does. He deserves these votes. Blake Corum, he deserves these votes. Mm-hmm. You know, like in that to me would be much better than what we're going to see on Saturday. I'm a hundred percent of the mindset of you know a Heisman when you see him. Yeah, yeah. You, you just do, and regardless like, of position, porn on the internet. Yeah, a hundred. Yes, <laughs> yes. Charles Woodson. You knew it when you saw it. 
Lamar Jackson and Marcus Mariota. Yes, you yeah. know it when you see it, regardless of position. Hell, Judavian Clowney, hmm. when he was at, at uh, South Carolina. Yeah. You want a Heisman moment? How about getting unblocked and coming through yeah. and cleaning yeah. a running back up in the backfield, seven yards deep, and popping the ball and his helmet off? Yeah, unfortunately, that was after the that was in the bowl, that was in the out, outback yeah. bowl, right? Uh, but that, like, yes, like that, yes, yes. Clowney 100%. was the most physically dominant player in college football that year. Yeah, man. All right. Well, maybe next year. Let we should just start stumping for it uh, and right find now. out who the Heisman voters are <laughs> and just bring them on. Throughout the course oh. of next football season. Oh, see, so you were going to be nice about it. I thought, you, I thought you were going to say dox them. Okay. Oh, no, we will. As okay. we're doing that, <laughs> as we bring them on. Can I get your name, address, and phone number, please? No, we're just going to we're gonna be like uh, speaking now with Heisman Trophy winner and, or Heisman Trophy voter, and then yeah. we'll go from there. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, we'll just call them out and be like, uh, are you going to give it to a defensive player this year? Mm. Which position player are you going to vote for? Non-quarterback. Lock them into the casting couch. Now that's a hell of a statement you just made. You're gonna want to that one. That's not a drop, Rust. That's for the lawyers. That's for the lawyers. That the lawyers are gonna want that one. Okay. All right. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty is the fan text line. We got our worst day on the web. Um, nothing like being at home. <laughs> Here's Rust. This is a football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Alena Sportsbook on ten eighty the fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. That sucks. You know, it's always good being at home, Danny. It's always good to be at home. Is it? Are you sure? Just ask James Wiseman. Oh, right. <sighs> Listen, folks. It's not always great to be the number two pick in the NBA draft. You don't say. Or the NFL draft. Marcus Mariota, too. There you go. (laughs) He got benched. Uh, James Wiseman, his ongoing saga with the Warriors and really the NBA in general, it's not been great. He's been unsuccessful. He got sent down to the G League for seven seven games. Uh, His first game down there, Namias Keita, who's a two-way, or I believe he's on the roster now for the Kings. What did you just say? Namias Keita. Okay. Gave him the business. I thought you said something as Takeda. Uh, that, that incest Takeda? Hey, hey! Another ricochet shot Just, for the fine people in us Takeda! Fine people? Are we sure? Well, some of the fine people in us Takeda. <laughs> I kissed my sister twice. There you Stop go. Stop that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Keita gave Wiseman the work 38 14, like played him off the floor. Showed he, he's just not ready. Yeah. And there's been this ongoing discussion about whether or not the Warriors should trade Big Jim for some get-right-now stuff. Dude, Big Jim is his nickname? Yeah, Big Jim. I like that. It's good. It's a good nickname. I like that. It it's is. a really good one. Uh, but you've got Kaminga, whose nickname I will not say. Best nickname in basketball. It's 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 a nickname. You can Google it. Uh, but they're just they're not ready. Moses Moody, not ready. There's just so much... Not ready going on in in on that team versus the guys Steph Clay Dre that are very ready. So, uh, long story short, uh, Wiseman gets sent down to the G League for seven days. He comes back. He does his press conference. Man, I'm so glad to be up with the big team. I'm so glad to be in in big bleep hotels and sleeping in big soft beds. 
And then they sent it back to the G League less than 24 hours later. That sucks so bad. Oh, oh that's cold. Yeah, hey, that's cold. Dude, like that is that is that is brutal, man. And this is what this is what happens is why the internet is a, a, a horrible place. Mm. People don't forget. People don't forget what you said just the other day, though. Um, that you, you're so happy to be back in. I wonder what his for, like his teammates in the G League are gonna say. They're like, "Hey, bud, welcome to hell. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to these terrible hotels that we stay in and sleeping on these listen, crappy you, beds." Listen, you live with the big club for a while, yeah. and for those that don't know, the NBA teams stay at nothing but five star hotels. Well, yeah, most of them stay if there's a Four Seasons in the city that you're in. They yes. will stay at the Four Seasons. Yes, and you just. Continually stay at Four Seasons, and hotels. you you stay at the nicest hotels, and the best players stay in the penthouses. Like they, yeah. they live good on the road. Uh, in the G League, not so much. Not the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, not a place you want to travel to regularly. Are we? Uh, uh, are we going to get a G League team here? Yes, eventually. We are. Yes, the league is going to mandate it. But even more than that, uh, Joe Cronin and Chauncey Billups actually do believe in the G League. In the development that it can garner, yeah. So it—that's another internet fight you got into. Yeah, that was a fun one. You know, <laughs> one GM explicitly stating that he didn't believe in them, and the other one explicitly stating that he does. <laughs> but hey, I guess I'm the rookie on the in the whole journalism front. Um, but yeah, they'll they'll get there eventually. Logistically, they need to work it out where it's going to be. I think it ultimately is where does this sounds. I think it ultimately ends up at Nike. At Nike? Yeah, I think Ooh. they end up. Doing, really? Doing a joint thing there at one of the gyms. It's just the easiest thing to do. Yeah, in the Bow Center or something? Mm-hmm. Kuchewski Center, one of them. Yeah. There, there's, huh. just, there's just too many gyms there, and it's yeah. too close. Yeah, but Nike doesn't want people like going and watching their I don't think there. they care about the revenue of like. Well, oh, so stands. they're not going to have stands? I don't. I think they just put it on TV. All right. I could be wrong, but that it, it seems like the easiest fix. It's either that or like playing down at like the Salem Armory or something like that. Now that would be very semi-pro of right. them. Like, come on down to Salem Armory to watch the Salem Salamanders. That's where I saw Everclear and the Foo Fighters. Really, I, I've seen a lot of shows at at the Armory. I think Thrice was the last one I saw down there. Wow, no, not 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 familiar with Thrice. I'll throw it on the playlist. For no, you. I'm a big Twice guy though. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw you through the window. That was uh, back when the Foo Fighters opened for Everclear too. Oh wow, wow. Yes, that's, that's a dark time. That's in, that, oh, that is wild to think about. Yeah, the early days, like Dave, very early days. Dave Grohl's name from Nirvana wasn't big enough to like. They were just start like they had. I think that was their first tour, like as a band. They had oof, just released totally. the album that Dave Grohl did by himself, where he played every instrument. Yes, and yeah. sang. It was pretty good. Turns out, is he the most talented musician? He's up there. Like, like, like we're talking like all time. Yeah, he's up there. I mean, to like, be he's up, he... to be a lead singer and a drummer for two of the biggest bands in rock history. Yes. Well, and be able to competently put down every track on an album by yourself, yes. whether it's the drums, the bass, guitars, vocals. Mm-hmm. Slap it to bass. Slap it to bass. <laughs> the, the one instrument that I, that I never got into, bass. Oh, really? Yeah, got into everything else. And flute? Huh? Well, no, I mean, like, normal instruments. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I was thinking a different sort of flute. Yeah, I yeah. know. We know exactly what you were thinking, Jeff. I haven't played that one. I'm going to let Michael Rappaport get more inappropriate. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, no, I just if anybody needs uh, someone to play hot cross buns on a recorder for him, I I got that. <laughs> I can play that. Did, did you ever pick up any other instruments in, in school? No, nah, I uh, I played the bass in a band. Oh, you did slap it in eighth grade because they didn't have enough bands for a battle of the bands. Was this, so, like, was this the, like a traditional electric bass or like yeah. a stand-up bass? Yeah, no. You know, it was, it was an electric bass. Would have been a lot cooler. Dusty going bass. beatnik on us. Yeah. That's when I grew my first mustache. That was terrible. The conquistador. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, and that it was horrible. It was a horrible, horrible thing. And uh, we practiced for like two or three months. And then um, we only had one song, Brain Stew. By Green Day. Oh. And then the Battle of Bands was canceled. <laughs> That'll <laughs> so happen. That sucked. That'll happen. Yeah. But that's it. That's I, all I... I wish I would have stayed with the violin longer. For. Really? Yeah. Because I, I played drums... You don't for... strike me as a violin type of dude. I love it. Oh. Uh, I played piano for five years. I played drums for almost 20. I played guitar for almost 20. What's the difference between a violin and a fiddle? Uh, the region? Yeah. Turns out they are the same. If it's not from yeah. France, play- it's just a sparkling fiddle. Yeah. And, and, and it, it is played a little bit differently. <laughs> I think that's champagne. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it is it is played a little bit differently stylistically, but All right. yeah, okay. I tend not to get down on the fiddle. Uh, wait, you tend not to get down on the fiddle? Yeah, when they start bringing out the fiddle, I, I lose a lot of interest in country. Wow. Not a big Charlie Daniels band Listen, fan then, huh? Devil Went Down to Georgia is great. Yeah. Fantastic song. Yeah. All-timer. All uh-huh. of that. That That's probably the lone exception. Hmm. Well, you don't like uh, Alabama either? No. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Yeah, see. Not my, not my jam. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana mm. man. Keep going. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Good times. Right. Okay. Ooh, best show I ever saw at the was at the Salem Armory. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh Damn. my god, that's a show. And that had to be what, like ninety one? Yeah. Uh, for, for for well, Kirk Nirvana's Nirvana's window was very very narrow. tight. That's yeah, the same. Pretty tight. Yeah. Mm. Also, we are going down to the greatest moment in sports: penalty kicks. Mm. All right. Um, penalty kicks and Mike McDaniel does it again. Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Alien A Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. All right, we're at penalty kicks. Argentina, Netherlands. You think you Messi just scored. Uh, it is 1-0 on the penalties so far. Argentina. Not bad. Who's that? Who is this? It's the Pure Prairie League. The what? Pure Prairie League. That sounds like they play 2A basketball somewhere. Yes. <laughs> the, the Pure Prairie League. It's like a private school uh, basketball league. In, uh, sounds like an old like radio Rexburg, show from the 30s in the South. From the Rexburg, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, we are pro Mike McDaniel on this show. We are very. We're pro. We're pro uh, fun. Mike McDaniel. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're uh, BT Dubs. Um, Michael Rappaport is not going to be in studio today, apparently. So we're we're working on some things here, um, in, and we're going to do that in the break. But he will not be in studio at two. So uh, we we are pro Mike McDaniel on this show, and Mike McDaniel mic'd up continues to be fantastic. And this is from. Uh, the, a couple weeks ago, when he was he was mic'd up for CBS Sports, and it, it is so reminiscent of something else. Hey, that was cool what you did when um, that first guy tried to tackle you, and then you didn't let him tackle you. Yeah, that was yeah. sick. Remember when you were with the Beatles? <laughs> sure. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. Mike McDaniel is Chris Farley show. He is the Chris Farley show. I can't believe that he is a head coach. Like, it's incredible. I, I love it. I love every bit of it. I, I had that same kind of a reaction. You, you had to kind of contain me at Pac-12 Media Days with Lincoln Riley. And I was like, hi. 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 Remember when you, you coached the Trojans? You, you, remember, you remember that? Um. Yeah, that is uh, that's fantastic. I think he is so different he than it. anything we have in the NFL. Um, in in, I think he'd be a fantastic college football coach. Yes, he he gets it. He relates to these guys. Yeah, but I and I think he would be a dominant recruiter. Uh, his I mean, ability you, to connect yeah. and relate with people is is what makes him different in the NFL. I think he'd be a fantastic college Do you think Dan Campbell really would be a great recruiter or an awful recruiter? Dan Campbell... Because there's no in-between on y- that. Yeah, you can only send Dan Campbell to certain homes. Like offensive linemen? It, or defensive, like front seven. Yeah. He, he, he does O-line, tight ends, and front seven. You That's do, all you do not... You do not send him to the skill position houses. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, that's why... Jim Harbaugh is so weird. <laughs> it's incredible the way that he, he recruits, the mm-hmm. way that he recruits. Like, and he's toned it down a lot. Since Quite a bit. He was doing sleepovers and climbing trees out in front of recruits' <laughs> houses and stuff. Like that, he's a he's a different bird, man. But um, McDaniel, I think, would be great in any of those situations. Like, you put him in a home, I think he would be able. to... I think like he'd connect to the players, he'd connect to the parents. Just too bad he's really damn good at coaching in the NFL, you know? Anyway, Turns out. Yeah. Jason Garrett is not going to be the next coach at Stanford. <laughs> he would have been awful. It's just everything about him screams, I'm not a college coach. And yet, here we are. And yet, here we are. I, that Stanford job, that's going to be a, a wild one to see what who happens. Who takes that? that. Or, not even who Troy, takes it, who wants be, it. I think it's Troy Taylor, the Sac State coach. I, and I think that would be a good hire. I, I really do think that that would be a good hire because he understands the area. He understands the um, the program. Program. And he knows what he's up against. And he's a damn good X's and O's coach, too. So um, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be pretty... Underwhelmed though, if I'm a Stanford fan, all eight of those people that go to Stanford games 
one of them being the tree. That's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going it, to it really it's going to be tough for this program. To, it's going to be a slow crawl back to the top to sniff what Harbaugh yeah. and Shaw built there. That those two guys, I think they do not get enough credit for what they were able to do at Stanford. They had dudes, NFL dudes at linebacker, tight end, offensive line, defensive line, every single year. We talk about Bama, Georgia, you know, Ohio State being... Though they have pit- nowhere near no, the restraints. Well, no, the, the great recruiters. Stanford was able to recruit and sign the best offensive line class in the history of recruiting. Like, like at the time, it was the best assemble, um, talent assembled in a recruiting class for an offensive line. They got, like, five-star O-linemen across the board, It's inc- and they got them into Stanford. Like, that is That's mind-blowing to me. What's shocking what, about this what is they did. that there's five offensive linemen smart enough to get into Stanford. Yeah, that's you're just being mean. Now. <laughs> you know, like not all offensive linemen are dumb. Most of them are. <laughs> Most of them are. Yeah. Again, uh, Brian Cassidy, who was, was my head coach or was our offensive line coach in high school, he was a Stanford offensive lineman. See, a bright man. Yeah, and now that does just because they're smart doesn't mean like they're the most dirty human beings on the face of the earth because that is every offensive line. Yes, no, hundred percent. Yeah. I think I think every offensive lineman has peed their pants in their adult life. Hmm. I think that's a factual statement. Hmm. Uh, I'm doing the math here. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. You're probably right on that one. All right. Penalty kicks. Argentina wins 4-3 in penalties. It came down came to the down very to last the kick. Final kick. Wow. Unbelievable. Argentina moves on, and Netherlands is going home. The Dutch are going home. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Goodbye, Dutch. They're just a confusing country. It's the Netherlands, Holland, Holland, and you're Dutch? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. They're not hollandaise? No, that's a sauce. <laughs> I had my hollandaise yesterday, actually. I had some eggs benedict yesterday. So, But yes, I, I thank God for that glass between us right now. <laughs> I, I wanted to throw something at you. <laughs> got a very punny producer over there. All right, uh... hour number three, got to jump into... <laughs> got to jump into... The week that is in the NFL. Come on, you knew it had to be the fat guy that was going to make the food joke. (laughs) We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.